0: Welcome to the Becoming Eva podcast, where we discuss real life issues from a woman's perspective.
1: Becoming Eva seeks to break the silence within the female community while fostering authenticity, transparency, and healing. We're We're your hosts,
0: Latoya Moore and Maya Dawson. Let's get started. Yay. Good morning. Happy Saturday.
1: Happy Saturday, people. How's
0: it going? Great.
1: We made it through another week, y'all. And as y'all can see, we have a very special guest with us. The journey continues, if you will, in our Becoming series. And so we are chilling today, kicking it with the amazingly talented Jasmine Lachey. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. <laughs> Thank you, Liz. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. so
2: glad to be here, and I'm yes. loving this energy.
1: We're excited to have you. So excited. So y'all, we are, we're, we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about just the incredible journey that she has been on personally and professionally in her evolution and evolving as an incredible woman of God. And so we're going to get into that. But first, you know, we got to talk about what's trending. Okay. So, uh, yeah. If you don't know, you've probably been under a rock somewhere, or you know, I don't know, <laughs> laid up somewhere in a bed. I don't know. But uh, yeah, this has been yet another week of Yay, AKA Kanye, was being under fire. Okay. Like again, again, okay. I mean, yeah. What can we say? And I, of course, there are so many different dynamics that have contributed to that, I'm sure. But just a quick recap. Your boy, Yay, recently was on some podcast and did some interviews where he was just spewing uh, not some good stuff. Like literally he was just, yeah, saying some craziness about (laughs) George Floyd, about the Jewish community, about, yeah, a lot. And so needless to say, you know, there are certain we call them mafias out there. I'm not trying to get us in trouble, but certain groups of people that you just don't want to talk about. You know, one of them is the Jewish community. Okay, and I, I'm I always refer to them as God's people. You know, my husband be like, we God's people too. I'm like, yes, we are, but they the original God's people. You know, so all that <laughs> to say. You know, when you mess with the Jewish community, there can be some consequences and repercussions. And in this case, there definitely were. Uh, so several of the companies that he has been in partnership with um, that have contributed to him becoming a billionaire have since broken ties with them, you know, namely Adidas. They have kicked him to the curb, you know, and he's been trying to rebuild relationships and i think he you know showed up as sketchers trying to have a conversation with them they was like bro we ain't the ones to the left to the left like you know it was just a lot so all that to say uh he's, he's had a rough week he's had a rough week i think they were saying based on all the partnerships that he has lost this week he has um gone from being uh listed as a billionaire to having a worth of only about 300 million so I don't know how accurate that is or isn't, but that's a big drop. That's a big jump, um, and it's really sad because of all that he has gone through um, regarding mental health. And a lot of people are saying, you know, gosh, is he having an episode? Is he having a break? Like, what's going on here? What is the cause of this?
0: So, I'm
1: just gonna turn it over to y'all. What What are your thoughts?
0: I think you have to be so very careful with. The words that you say, the things that you tweet and put out there on social media, especially when you are when you have a platform and people are listening to you. Um, I think he's learning a very important lesson that is costly. And Mm -hmm. it's a lesson for all people that you have to be responsible with the words that you say. But, yeah, I can't imagine uh, losing a billion dollars a plus <laughs> in yeah. like a week, <laughs> like oh my goodness, I I would probably be depressed if he well, was Aaron. already struggling. <laughs> he is. You know. <laughs> you know, I
2: think I would still be okay with three hundred million, but uh, you true. know, to, to each his own. Uh, I feel like this is when your circle is so important my circle and don't get me wrong you you can still um rebel against what your you know the wisdom in your circle tells you but i know that my circle would not w- would do everything they could to not let me get on some show and say crazy things if they felt like i was having an episode they would be doing everything they could to try to get me help back right. um, Again, it's 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 a hard situation when you're a billionaire because your circle is likely yes men, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's my thing. My my the circle is important uh, no matter what level you're at because they can help keep you grounded and not not do all that craziness
1: (laughs) well that's absolutely right and i honestly that same thought crossed my mind because i was like who is around this brother like who you know who who are his people and are they all yes men but then at the same time you know on on the other side of that would he or does he listen to them you then, know yes. there's somebody that's trying to tell him the truth you know that may be one of the reasons that he's estranged from his wife right now because you know if somebody's trying to tell you truth and you're not listening or you think you know better or you are just so mentally incapacitated that you can't even process truth. You know what I mean? It's just a lot at play. But I always think about just those that we consider to be like artistic geniuses, you know, the the Michael Jackson's, the princes. And honestly, I would put Kanye in that category. And just how I've always noticed there to be like this um, almost beautiful mind effect where you can be incredibly artistically um, gifted, but then on the same time be so tormented in certain other areas of your life. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, and even just thinking about the calling on his life as a man of God. So I really am like, we need to pray more than anything because, excuse me, there is such an incredible call on his life. And I do not want him to be taken out of this world prematurely because of his poor decisions so a lot yeah all right y'all anything else on mr yay before we go on to topic two All right, on to the ladies, Miss Riri. And I think we teased this a couple weeks ago because we were talking about the fact that she is the halftime show performer for um, the upcoming Super Bowl. And so honestly, I was like, she's been in these streets being a boss and now a mom. Like, I had kind of forgotten that she was doing music, but she is really putting herself back out there musically. And yesterday, October 28th, she dropped a single, um, and it's actually going to be on the Wakanda Forever soundtrack. So really excited about that. I actually had the chance to um, take a, a listen to it, and it really has an anthem feel to it. Um, but yeah, what are y'all's thoughts about re making music again?
0: Yeah, I listened to that, and I, it just made me more excited to see um, the upcoming Wakanda Forever uh, next month. And I, I really love the, the music video too that it goes, that goes with the song. Oh, oh. Have you had a chance
1: to hear it yet, Jasmine? No. What'd you say? Have you had a chance to hear it yet?
2: I have not. I have not heard it yet. Don't cut me. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> I, Are you a WeWay fan? Like- you know, I have not been since Ponda Replay. Uh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Replay. I think back. That was like our first single, right, Ponder yeah, Replay? <laughs> yep, yep. <Making> me <laughs> back. Uh, oh, Love on the Brain was dope. Oh, I forgot mm-hmm. about
1: that. Oh,
2: but, I remember that, yeah. But yeah, re is... I love to see us win. <laughs> and exactly. so um, uh, her having a song in Wakanda Forever is, is pretty dope. So um, yes. I'm a huge Marvel fan, huge Black Panther fan. So I will definitely check it out. And congrats to her.
1: Yes, yes. I, this Wakanda Forever is giving me Woman King vibes. I feel like the women are really taking the yeah. lead. So it'll be interesting. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But yes. Shout out, kudos to Miss Riri, who is coming back on the music scene. All right. And then third and final topic for West Trending, all the Swifties. Are there any Swifties <laughs> in the house? I don't know. I don't know if there are any Swifties in the house, uh, which really kind of lends itself to this conversation, because honestly, low key, I think people be hating on Taylor Swift, but every time she drops something like she like breaks records. Okay every time. So literally, she basically moved over a million units in 3 days, not even a week. 3 days. Like literally and to put it into context, okay? This past year, Drake dropped something, I think he hit half a million. Beyoncé dropped something, I think she hit 300 million. So, uh I mean 300,000. Let me rewind. So Drake dropped something, he hit 500,000. Beyoncé dropped something, she hit 300,000. And then Taylor drops something and hits 1.2 million. Okay. That Oof. just putting it into perspective for you. Okay. Oof. Now, I'm not trying to say Taylor Swift is the queen. I think all hell, Queen B, you know, forever and ever, just because I consider more than just record sales to hit that status. But at the same time, like, you got to give this girl credit where credit is due. So, what
0: are y'all's thoughts? That's it's amazing. amazing. <laughs> That's incredible. So congratulations, Taylor Swift. Keep doing your thing. Mm-hmm. Back yeah. on backs.
2: Back. I, I enjoy her as an entertainer. I, I can't lie. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I, I love so many different genres, but yeah, she is killing it. And I, I mean, just those numbers that you use to put it in perspective, bananas. Yeah. And like you said, I don't just judge by the numbers because, you know, different demographics purchase differently. <laughs> <This is true. laughs> but, but she does deserve credit. Um, and, and she's, she's amazing.
1: So, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So kudos for real to Taylor Swift. I mean, she does it every time. Like literally they were saying the last time somebody moved that many units, in that short amount of time was five years ago and who did it her (laughs) she did her previous album in 2017 so i was like wow wow hey so, yeah, I'm I'm not going to knock the hustle. Taylor is out here doing it and she's doing it well. So, yeah. So that concludes What's Trending. Y'all, we're going to dive on into Becoming with the amazing Jasmine
0: Lachey. So take it away, Toya. Yes. So, Jasmine, before we get started, in case anyone doesn't know who you are, can you just give Becoming Eva fans just a little snippet about who you are, what you do, and things like that?
2: Sure. So I am a child of God, singer, songwriter, entrepreneur, nine to five employee. (laughs) Yay. Like, like we're talking about it all. So, so yeah, um, I'm I'm a daughter uh, trying to love on my, my, my aging parents well and my family well. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's who I am. A member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority All Incorporated. Right. Hello. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, that's me. Awesome. Love it. Love it. So, I want to dive in a little bit, get into your business, just a little bit today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to first start off with talking about you being a two-time heart transplant recipient. Can you walk us through that journey and share that story because I think that is incredible. That is amazing. Yes.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing, saying that. I I can't, I normally do add that to the who I am. And it's just, I don't, all of us are so many things to mm-hmm. so many people. So apparently I forgot this huge piece. So anyway, uh, two times, my first heart transplant was at the age of 15. Um, I was in a sophomore in high school. I was on the color guard, had just become kind of physically active. And the next thing I know, I'm sick um, in, in a way that I can't walk from one room to the next. Uh, without being exhausted. I Uh couldn't sleep at night, laying flat from coughing up water. And uh, I was finally rushed to the emergency room and they thought I had pneumonia. Uh And then they came back and said to my mom, I'm sorry to tell you it's not pneumonia. Your daughter has congestive heart failure. Uh So um, fast forward, I am placed on a, well, they try to restore the function of my heart. Uh, for months, I'm in the hospital as a kid, and then I'm transferred to Tampa General Hospital in Florida, uh, where they determine I need a transplant. One week, by the grace of God, after being on the list, I received my heart first heart transplant.
1: Wow. And
2: I then, by the grace of God, again, lived for 12 years with that heart um, a lot of people don't know that transplanted organs tend to uh tend to start to fail over time because the body treats it like a a cold or something that's foreign that it wants to get rid of to try to protect you Uh and so that's what happened to me 12 years in and um i was in need of a second heart transplant Uh, It's age 27, and I received it one month after being on the waiting list, which is still a very short time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So blessings on blessings on blessings with that. And of course, it was still a lot of struggle and and hurt and pain. whereas oddly I was uh, pretty strong as a child mm-hmm. I remember just being like what God has for me is for me you know he's gonna take care of me uh, whether I live or die Amen. I, that was my uh perspective as a kid And as an adult as life had happened I didn't feel as strong mm. I I can't even explain it but I didn't feel as strong uh but he, he still brought me through it, obviously, and I'm here to tell the story, and it's a
1: privilege uh, to be able to do that. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Like I, I will say, I mean, I I get it, I get it. I mean, I think as children we grow up feeling invincible, you know, and incredibly optimistic, incredibly like, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens yeah. me. You know, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Like. All of that and life comes and it hits and it can knock the wind out of you. So I get it. I know that firsthand, but I'm grateful that you are allowing God even now still to walk you through that process and to show you his faithfulness in a different way on the other side of it, you know, because I think oftentimes we don't realize how faithful God is until we're put in situations where we have to trust him. You know, so. yeah,
0: it's an incredible testimony, um, especially for others that have different health challenges. Um, that is a, a powerful testimony that um, you are sharing. So I just really appreciate you like being completely transparent <laughs> with everyone and just your resilience is amazing. Oh, thank um, you this. Yes. So can you walk us through when you first started to develop your relationship with God? Like, I know that God is a huge part of your life. And, you know, at 15 years old, having to have a heart transplant, like, where were you at with your God relationship? Ooh, great question.
2: So just maybe, I believe it was that year or the year before where I remember uh, being in my room and just crying out to God, like, I know of you, but I don't feel like we really have something. Like, I just, I'm a a preacher's kid, right? So, So I heard it all the time. But that doesn't mean I had him, <laughs> had a relationship with God. And so anyway, that night I was just frustrated. I don't remember why as a teenager. And I was just crying, Lord, if you're real, give me a, give me a, a relationship with you. Let me feel you. Let me know you for myself and not just talk about you, um, and, but be able to, to experience you. And I felt like that night he gave me that. And so shortly thereafter, when I became ill, I had the, you know, that on fire uh, zeal for God that you get when you first, you know, get to know him when you were first saved. And so when I was in the hospital um, in the song that I did with KV uh, 10 years ago called Heart Song, uh, he has a line where he says something about the nurse said that you're in denial. Uh, mm. And that's an actual story because I was so joyful while sick in the hospital for months. A nurse came in and was like, you must be in denial. Like mm. you <laughs> literally, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, you know, I'm 15, right? <laughs> mm. But she said, I, you must be in denial because you're this happy while you're this sick. Mm-hmm. And and that's when I told her at the time, I think Fred Hammond's What God Has For Me Is For Me was uh, out. And I loved it. And that's what I told her. What God has for me is for me. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know how she took that, but I know I meant it.
1: <laughs> Come on, Jasmine, you got to encourage. Look, sometimes you got to encourage and testify to your own doctors and nurses. So That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. So true.
2: Honey, I don't forgot the question because I don't start uh, getting in my, my feelings.
0: <laughs> what was the question again? <laughs> well, you're kind of already walking okay, through uh, how your relationship has evolved yeah, with God over time through this journey. So you started talking about like when you first like really started. Having an intimate relationship with God. So, if you can continue um, sharing with us how it has evolved over yeah. time, thank you,
2: uh, so, thank you for that reminder, and such a beautiful, eloquent way of doing it. Uh, <laughs> so, so after after that period of time. Um, i i kept this zeal throughout high school and through the uh, beginning of college uh, but then something changed in college at peer pressure i don't know uh i can't really put my finger on it uh, but uh, i was not as zealous i wanted to fit in mm-hmm. i wanted to i have a picture of me with some friends of mine Uh, Thankfully, many of us are saved now when I go back and look at that picture. So I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. But I have a picture of us uh, uh, after going to the club. And I was like, man, I just look so out of place. Like, like clearly that life was not for me. (laughs) I just look out of place. Uh but yeah, so so that was my, my college years was trying to to get the guys, um, trying to have fun at parties and clubs and whatnot. And then um and toward the end of my college years rather, I began to want Jesus more because I wasn't satisfied by their life. I was like you know, these dudes ain't ish. <laughs> this, um you know, the partying is for the birds, the, the spending of the money trying to be cute and blah, blah, blah. And like none of this is doing anything for me. And and that's when, um you know, what I was taught as I was younger came back to mind. And I went to a church called Heart Song, uh, surprisingly. Mm. <laughs> Love it. And I, I felt like there. um God began to restore our relationship. I began to learn. I remember I took an Old Testament class and that was the first time like I lit up about studying the Bible. Um, so yeah, after college is when my relationship began to be restored. I will say as time went on throughout all my my many relationship failures romantically, um, that light began to dim again right because I'm like all right you've been good in so many areas but why won't you help me in this one yeah and I'm gonna be honest with you to this day I still don't understand (laughs) Uh, but I am more focused on the the good things that he's done for me so it's not causing me the depression that it caused me then if that makes sense Um, so I, I still don't get it I still don't like it that, that he has not, um, you know, provided, you know, marriage and, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing for me. Uh, but I am grateful for good health. I have my mom in the other room living. My my dad, there's just so much to be thankful for. Um, and, and that's kind of what I hinge my relationship on with God now. Uh, yeah. Who he is and who he's shown himself to be, uh, despite what I feel like I'm missing. Yes.
1: Yeah. jasmine thank you for keeping it a book with us like for real like thank you for just being real and like even in the midst of where you are like hey it's not all roses god has been faithful but we still wrestling in some areas yeah. we still you know got some things we we trying to work out or are we trying to figure out or i'm yeah. trying to figure out whatever but thank you for just being honest about that you know um, so you actually hit on a lot of personal milestones. I don't know if there were any other milestones you wanted to share or if you had some questions for us.
2: Yes, ma'am. So you two lovely ladies are happily married. And uh, I would love uh, for you to share with me and with others who might still be, be becoming in this area Um some some things that you feel are important uh in your in dating or marriage or singleness uh, that can aid in having a happy marriage later or just being happy in Christ in general.
1: Amen. I'll let the marriage vet start. Go ahead, Twitter. <laughs> marriage vet? Really? You've been, you've been married longer than me. So so Throw out there first. Throw me out. Oh, yeah. You got more years <laughs> under the belt. You know, I'm just saying.
0: Well, I definitely can relate to that journey, um, Jasmine, of being in a place where you feel like you want to fit in, you want to, like, experience the world. Like, I grew up very sheltered, um, where it was like, you're not dating until you grown out this house, you know? <laughs> That's the kind of house I grew up in. And so when I went to college, I was like, freedom like I can like yeah. talk to boys I can go to a club like you know I don't have to check in Um, it was fun um, but <laughs> it, it does fade it's and of course I was like the one that really didn't quite fit in like what are you doing here like you look like you don't belong right Um <laughs> and so yes my my Holy Spirit started like nudging and I started craving more of God and really seeking God for myself. And I had to make, um, I guess, the decision to say, I'm not just going to be going out with dates with these just randoms. (laughs) And I'll call them randoms because I don't even really remember some of their names. Um, (laughs) That's real. That's real um and sometimes it was just me being like i just want to go out and have fun i don't want anything serious Mm -hmm. um but i wanted more out of life and i had to make the decision that i wasn't going to just be um going out there dating whoever and i started really praying about discernment and i felt like when i started being serious about who i was allowing to entertain me in my life I feel like a lot of men started to come in um, sheep's clothing, but they were really wolves. And so they would say all the right things, um, like as far as like Christian jargon and stuff like that. And so eventually through discernment, like God would say, no, that's not the one. And it was through different signs that God would show me through dreams. He would speak to me. And sometimes I would just end it quickly because i would know faster which was key and for me uh i got to a point where i was like god i don't want anybody else but my husband don't don't let anybody else come to me i was at that point um right before i met ryan um and so when i met ryan it was almost immediate that the discernment happened where i kind of knew like finally, like th- that is him. And so all the characteristics um, lined up, all the mentors, the spiritual mentors that I had in my life, um, they had also like confirmed it. So I think it's important to have people in your life being accountable, that you're accountable to, to make sure that you're still making like wise choices and decisions, even when you're um, court, uh, being courted by someone, um, it's very important. Um, to have that stewardship, stewardship and someone mentoring you um, until, you know, you say I do on your marriage day. Um, Mm -hmm. So wedding, (laughs) like marriage, um, marriage wise, um, I think it's important that you continue to grow together, stay in the word of God, keep God, um, you know, at the center of your relationship. And yeah, that's where I am. (laughs) (laughs) i love it look i feel like we could wrap up
1: on that i mean i'll i'll just add a a couple of things but yeah in in addition to um discernment and asking god to show you you know whether or not someone is worth your time and let me emphasize that phrase worth your time Mm. because uh we as women you know we get we get a little caught up pretty quickly if somebody look good and they smell good and they say the right things and they name their last name sound good with our first name then we start (laughs) thinking okay what the children gonna look like and you know and we get we go there emotionally like before any time has really really lapsed for them to show themselves character wise so before you start investing time in someone um and allowing them to um uh, and and allowing them to even be entertained by you i think it's important to be direct and upfront and i'm not saying scare them away but i'm saying like have very real questions you know like where where do you see this relationship going what are your intentions and even i'll say you know let me rewind before that even asking about them like what do you feel called to do what's your relationship with god like because i think those are real questions that speak to who they are as a man and then you know if that checks out you know and you know you find yourself spending a little more time than you are with other people then okay what 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 are we doing where where are we going with this because i think those are real Questions and so, not shying away from being direct, from being honest, from being um just authentic because I think sometimes we like to read between the lines and be like, Well, he said this or he's doing that instead of just asking, like, really ask. And you can ask with a smile, girl, you can ask and bat them eyes because it's still a question you don't have to be the angry black woman or the one who's like you know scaring people away but you do want to be true you true want to you do want to be authentic and you do want to be direct and straightforward especially the longer you start you know investing time with somebody so i would say that and then the only other thing i would add is uh friendship is incredibly important you want to make sure that whoever you um, see yourself spending the rest of your life with, that there's a foundation of friendship. Um, and that, of course, can be developed before or after you officially start dating. But you want to make sure that that is a foundation because you're not always, every day ain't going to be rosy, every day is not going to be romantic where he's sweeping you off your feet and you know bringing you chocolates and candies and taking you out to dinner. I mean, like literally, it's going to be some days where you like, Lord, do I even like this man? And prayerfully, <laughs> The question, the answer is yes, you know, but that needs to be there because when all of that fluff goes like you want to make sure that you actually enjoy the person that you are attached to. So friendship is very, very important. So those are the only two things I would add. But Toya did an incredible job of of laying the foundation. So Thank
2: I hope you. that helps. <laughs> Thank you so much.
0: The only other thing I would add is I know when I, I lived here in Georgia by myself, so I didn't really have family around, so there were times where I was just lonely, very lonely when I was single, and it's like you just wanted someone to like hang out with or talk to. And for me, in those times, what helped me was preoccupying my mind. I was learning how to play the piano, the keyboard. Um, I was just writing, just like doing other things to preoccupy my mind so that I wouldn't be thinking about like what I was missing. Um, So that's what I did, like finding things that you can do to preoccupy your mind, um, go out, have fun with your girlfriends, friends, go travel, like do things like that. That's and right. it's
1: not to kill the time. It's not to be like, oh, until he comes. Like, no, for real, live your best life. Yeah. Because when you become attached to another person, like your time is not your time. Your priorities may not always be your priorities. You get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there are other things that that can come where your attention is divided. I mean, your focus is literally divided. That's why Paul says it. You know, it's, it's better to be single because you could just... Devote all your time and attention to pursuing God, but live your best life because things shift after you get married and especially after you start having children. So, you know, don't don't be like, well, I'll wait until I get married. No, girl, I heard about
2: the kids part (laughs) Uh, for the for the mothers,
1: (laughs) live it, live 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 your best life for real. Even after marriage, like live your best life, yeah. for real. I mean, after marriage, you got you still got to check in with somebody. You can't be out all night. We be, right. look, they look, they still clown us now because when when the wives go out, we be like, we kind of forget. Like they be like checking in, like, uh, you know, it's midnight, <laughs> right? And we're like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, but you still you still have somebody that you know you're attached to. So yeah, live your best life, girl. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right. So, shall we dive into the professional milestones? Yes, <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you, you kind of teased us a little bit with just some of the amazing experiences that you've had regarding heart song. But before we um, talk about how that even came about, can you tell us, like, did you always want to be an artist, or was it, you know, like, what did you want to be when you grow up, grew up, <laughs> or did it kind of evolve into this, you know? So
2: first, I wanted to be a scientist. Awesome. <laughs> as a kid uh, but I, then I, I wanted to be a scientist for like forever but um, I was always in my room singing uh, my mom is a minister of music the best gospel singer I've ever heard in my life hopefully you guys will have an opportunity to hear her one day um, and she plays the piano and anyway in my room she bought me a karaoke machine and I would record myself on a cassette tape and then rewind it and record myself harmonizing i wouldn't know how to do that today if i tried but i, love <laughs> I was it. always doing that i even recorded uh, when the temptations and the five heartbeats came out i uh would put my karaoke mic to the tv speaker and record it learn all the words <laughs> i love it so yeah, I was, I've always sang um, and and probably wrote my first song in high school or middle school.
1: That's what's and, up. I love it. So, how did your love for music evolve into you recording music? Like, that's huge. How did yeah. you get into
0: that?
2: Well, um, when I lived in Florida, I sang. I've always sang in church, mm-hmm. and uh, at the at, at heart song, I began to sing with the praise team, and uh, that church began a label, and oh. yes, and I was I think the first person they signed to the label. Unfortunately, it didn't work out, but that was the start of me saying, "Huh, well, maybe." Uh, you know this could be a thing for me yes. Um, because i I love Jesus. I loved uh, writing encouraging songs and Christian songs. Um, and yeah, so I so I did that for a while on that label when that fell apart, I just kept singing in church and oh, wow. uh, and then I ended up transitioning to a church called Living Faith Bible Fellowship in Tampa Florida. Um, amazing ministry still the church I kind of feel like his home even though I don't live in Florida anymore Mm. Uh, and that's where I met KB and um, I maybe became ill a a year or two after that Mm. and one day he came to me and said hey I wrote this song Mm. with my friend Natalie about your um, you know your story and I was like what Mm. Began to rap it to me, and I can't remember if I cried then, but I know I was crying later because it he it felt like I said it. Mm. When I heard his words and her her lyrics, it felt like I said it. So what I had said to him, um, even though I didn't know it, it was for writing a song, um, I, and I don't think necessarily he knew that. Um, he he took it in so much, and this is a testament to his character, that he was tuned in so much that it led him to, to birth a song about it. Yeah. Then, um, that song was not the most popular slow song on his first, that was his first album on Rick record Records. Um, it was not the most popular, but he pushed the record label to make it a single anyway. Wow and helped me raise $50,000 for my heart transplant. Come on, K. Come on, honey. (laughs) And and this was 10 years ago. Mm. And while I'm not in Tampa, uh, I'm still friends with a lot of people down there. I hear that his characters only evolved for the better, right, yeah. so years ago, the brother blessed me like that. who knows what he's doing now before yeah. I put in for the culture so uh, so yeah, so that's that's how my my singing uh began and um, and kind of continued to like 2012. And then in 2015, I, I did a Queens United tour. Uh, it was like uh, women in Christian hip hop and Christian R&B, uh, just because I, I felt like uh, I, felt, I fell in love with the space mm-hmm. and uh, even though I'm not hip hop, <laughs> I just fell in love with it and wanted to see the women in it thrive. Uh, so I did that. And then unfortunately I became depressed uh, for like two years thereafter. Mm-hmm. So that meant my music, uh, the tour, everything was you know done because yeah. it was all me. Right. Um, uh ah, fast forward. I still hadn't done much with music until last year. I released one song to see how it would feel. And, and now I'm like, you know what, God, if you keep telling me to do this, I'm going yeah, to give right. it a try. Um, even though I don't know if that's if that means that he ultimately wants me to be an artist but i know he wants me to release music now <laughs> uh and 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 who knows that could take me into writing for other artists that could take me into writing for phil uh who knows what he wants to do with yep. it, But I, he wants me to release music now so that's what i'm gonna do Amen. Uh, <laughs> that's the the music my music journey
1: amazing. Yeah, I'm like blown away. Like some of it, I knew like bits and pieces, but just hearing like everything, how everything just kind of ebbs and flows and and came together. But I will, I will say this: um, as as an artist or one who performs, I have seen. when you have mountaintop experiences like the Queens tour, which was an incredible mountaintop experience. I mean, to this day, my husband, DJ Jeremiah still talks about it. He's waiting on the next one, girl, in case you wonder, <laughs> like literally Portia love was in the studio with them a couple of weeks ago. And he was like, uh, when when y'all should, you know, y'all should do like a, a women's tour, you know, but he loved the Queens tour and just the whole concept behind just women being united and just really making a name in Christian hip hop. And it was just an amazing milestone, even to have all of y'all in the track star studio, you know, when y'all were on tour. That was- so that was huge. That was huge. But I say that because when you hit mountaintop experiences like that, there's usually a a a valley moment and so i don't want those valley moments to discourage you you know what i'm saying Uh, thank you because god i mean like god he he moves in those moments as well but i was going to say too it can be a trick of the enemy to think like okay well maybe i shouldn't have done that or maybe i'm supposed to you know stay in this place in this in this valley moment or that you did something wrong or whatever quite contrary it's usually you did something right you know but mm-hmm. um but just being reminded and someone had to remind me of this you know the other day when you have a mountaintop moment there's no other place to go but down like you have to go back down the mountain at some point you know um but just being reminded that god is with you even in those moments so i just want you to be encouraged i'm glad i'm so glad that you are still making music and that you are yielded To the Lord and um, just being obedient as far as following wherever he leads you on this journey. Like that's amazing.
2: Yeah, well thank you, sis. And and with the, the women's tour idea, at uh, you know, in the name of Jesus is coming, not necessarily me, but I love Portia, you know what yeah. I mean? And I'm in a I'm in a group uh group chat with women in CHH I don't know how I was blessed to get, in, get in it because <laughs> I don't rap at all. But I'm a fan of them. Mm-hmm. So um when I hear Lexi Divine and Draco Will, like they're so Many sisters out here doing it and doing it well um, that I want to see win, and um, and I one of them contacted me about about doing a women's tour, and I was like, you know, I don't I don't want to be the it person, uh, but I'd be glad to share with you everything I did right and everything I did wrong Mm to enhance your experience when you do it. (laughs) And and if I can support in the background, I'd be glad to do that. So um, yeah, I I look forward to seeing that happen. I love it. Makes it happen. I look forward to seeing it happen and I'm willing to support
1: and can I say, uh, yes, you are a woman of CHH, whether you rap or not. You <laughs> move the culture forward. You move the culture forward. Okay, and I have I have to give a shout out too to the um, song that you're on with our, you know, with our our brother Sean David Grant. We rise. Yeah. Like to me, that's one of the dopest songs on the album. Like you kill it. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. Like you are a part of the CHH community. So I'm just saying. Don't, oh don't yeah, I'm in the family
3: play. now. Okay,
1: I'm okay. Related. I'm a good cousin. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. Long as we know. <laughs> Can you tell us we've been rocking to it all week, Undesirable Girl. Can you tell us about what inspired that single?
2: Yes. Oh, it's so funny. I'm feeling like Debbie Downer now <laughs> because everything I'm, t- I'm telling all the, the low points. That's all right. Uh, the Undesirable Girl is in fact um about me feeling undesirable. Right. Um, The first verse says everything around me, everything around me tells me I am not enough. But you, God says to me, baby, we share the same blood and that makes you royalty. I don't care what they say. So walk in it, baby. Hold your head high every day. And that's why I say, <laughs> I'm going to tell the whole world how you desire this undesirable girl. And uh, so, I mean, the first verse really tells why I made the song. That's how I was feeling. And then the, that's how God reminds me when I feel that way, that I am his. He has something for me. He deems me beautiful, um, wonderful. And... um You know, that doesn't always translate to -to day-to-day romantic relationships. You know what I mean? Uh, Just being honest, that that doesn't translate. Um, It's not, you know, a man telling me I'm beautiful, uh, making me feel beautiful. And so to have to remember uh, that God is saying that requires me staying in the word, staying in community and and encouraging myself, and so that song was an encouragement to me. It was me encouraging myself and saying, "Thank you, God, for reminding me yeah. that the UN, the UN, has an X through it. It's canceled, and I am, in
1: fact, desirable." Yes, yes. I hope you are looking at these comments because. People are saying they girl. They so little. They appreciate the transparency. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot you on your phone. But they they need they need this transparency. They like and and you are identifying, or so many people I should say, are identifying with you. So I don't want you to feel like you are being a Debbie Downer or that you are alone even in this journey. But there are so many women that you know they identify with you. So I just want you to be encouraged with that.
0: Oh, uh, thank me.
1: you.
2: Thank I love you. Love
1: it. I, I mean, it. it's
2: it's it's real life for for me, and that's that's who I am. I was telling a friend yesterday about this interview, and I said, "Girl, you know how I am now. I be telling the truth." <laughs> I was like, "I hope they don't ask me something, you know, that I got to tell the the truth
1: on that. Somebody else be like, wait a minute, you just gonna, wait a minute.' Don't say that." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love but, it. We real in these streets, girl. We real, so I appreciate it. Now, before we before we talk about um, what what you have next, can you talk a little bit about your writing process? I know um, some artists find it easier, quite honestly, to write when they're going through something versus when life is all rosy. Like, is that true for you, or what are some of the um, strategies that you use when you're when you're making music?
2: Uh, yeah, so I am one of those. Voice memo kind of girls, if something catches my, you know, if I'm writing and just something comes to mind, I'm like, oh, let me take my phone out. You know, so just something random and weird. I, I'm one of those. But I will say when I am going through something, um, you're right. Uh, almost like journaling. A lot of people tend to journal when something's going on. And so writing kind of flows when something's going on. But also at the other end, when I am really in a good place, I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus, for, you know, so yeah, (laughs) that makes me want to write too. So the extremes for me, the highs and Mm -hmm. the lows inspire me to write a lot of times. And then, um, like I said, with the voice memos, something may just catch my ear or just come to mind just randomly. And that's when I start creating it. And I may sit down later and finish it.
1: I love it. I love it. That's, thank God that you write on the hills and the valleys. Thank, thank you. Thank you for that. Cause we need, we need to celebrate <laughs> and acknowledge both, you know? So yeah. good stuff. So you have a new single that's about to drop. You want to tell us about it? I do.
2: It's entitled, Did It Break Me? Uh, hence the shirt I am wearing if you can see Yes. It. Uh, and this one I did not write. Uh, I've written all of the other songs that you'll hear coming up, but this one I am privileged to have Written by uh, Terrell Burt, who's a successful, accomplished uh, writer and artist himself. Um, He's done a lot of uh, sync uh, for TV and film and so proud of him in that regard. But he wrote this years ago and uh, I sang it years ago, but never released it right and so now uh coming back full circle i am ready to to release didn't break me which is a it's a kind of mid-tempo just vibey feel of the everything i went through uh made me stronger it might have bent me but it Uh didn't break me and it won't break me Uh
1: i'm not gonna lose all right, y'all, let's hear a snippet of Didn't Break <laughs> Me. And
3: paths. An exhausting path, my pace was slow. Easier to tear down, you know how it goes. Never embraced the turmoil I was shown. It won't be like me. Show your true friend when you struck on all sides. Press by the fierce wind. There's beauty in purging and it's pretty. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's conditioned to praise. I'll love you just life. There is a blessing by always To stripes. And the only thing that helps me keep my peace. My peace. Yeah, it's our high priest. I want to we. My life was not my own, he gave it to me, oh no And now into the storm, oh yes, he's on the throne
1: awesome <laughs> i Thank love it said. so tell us when will that officially be available for people to download
2: friday november 11th hey, hey. rain
0: was- day is wakanda <know>. Same way as
2: Wakanda.
1: Yes, yes. I'm going to be in the theaters when my song come out. OK, that's what's up. There you go. There you go. Girl, look, you can stand up and be like, why y'all here? Go right. and download my new singing. Everybody.
2: Look, don't be out there handing out flyers uh, and CDs.
1: You know i <laughs> I ain't mad at you, girl. I am not mad. Get your hustle on. The crowd will be there. The crowds will be there, so I'm just saying.
2: Oh, yes. that's what's up. That's so funny because I had it on November 4th and then uh, Church Closed Four is coming out November 4th, which looks like it's going to be dope. Yes. Uh, and so I was like, all right, I'll do November 11th. Uh, not for- forgetting about. <laughs>
1: that's all right. That's all right. We're going to watch Wakanda forever and be listening to Didn't Break Me. So don't, don't right. speak. Don't speak.
2: Y'all, y'all listen to Didn't Break Me early in the day and then go see
1: Wakanda at night. There you go. <laughs> There you go. I love it. This has been amazing. Can you tell us some of the things that you have um, coming down the pipe? Like, I know you were talking about dropping this on November the 11th. What do you feel like is is next for Jasmine Lachey?
2: Well, uh, I plan to keep this ball rolling this time. I've never released a project, right? I've only really? released a few singles uh, over, like what, 10, 10 years? Uh, but. Yes, yeah, so I've never released a project. Uh, what I plan to do uh, is uh, release that in November. In December, I have a a visual coming for a Christmas Christmas cover, and uh, in January, I'm going to keep the original music ball rolling with the release, and uh, and then work on a project or releasing a project a few months into 2023. And there'll be a few features that uh, any Christian hip hop fans uh n- no you'll 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 definitely enjoy some of the features and 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 the project so it's not it, my project will say this as you just heard it's a little pop right pop soul uh that's me and then i like I said, I'm a fan of Christian hip-hop, so you'll hear that infused, too. So that's what's coming next for me musically, and I would be remiss if I didn't take the professional milestone piece to say that I am also, uh, by the grace of God, a real estate investor. Okay. And it's so important that we talk about uh, mo- monetary uh, means of progression. <laughs> And so, in 2021, I was—that was my first year in business. Uh, my company is called Integrity Real Estate Investing LLC yes. or Investments LLC, <laughs> and uh, I started out wholesaling. And by wholesaling, I—I um, I made my yearly salary selling four houses. I took that additional income and I bought my first duplex and then I bought my first single family residence. So now I have technically two doors as investment properties. One of them has a hundred thousand dollars in equity in it that I can pull out to purchase others. So I'm offering affordable housing is the plan. And um, let's see, offering affordable and helping my tenants to become homeowners, like while mm-hmm. they're with me, I want them to work on building their credit, you know, whatever they need to do to prepare for home ownership, uh, because that's a great, a significant means of wealth uh, for our families, or could be.
1: That's, that's amazing. amazing. Oh, that, look, these comments are killing me. they like, people are blown away by this. <laughs> I just gotta take a, just a, a minute. Can you share with us a little bit about how you got into um, uh, investment real estate, and I would say for anyone that may be interested, what is like one or two practical steps that they could, where they can start?
2: Yeah, um, I got. Darn it! I wish I had uh, memorized the name of the video, but there's a Breakfast Club video okay. with a gentleman who wholesales. So look up the Breakfast Club wholesaling. Okay, okay. Club wholesaling. That was the first ever video I watched about wholesaling, which is a a means of getting into real estate when you have no money. I heard people say that. I thought it was a scam, and I was like, "They lying." And I listened to that, and I was like, "You know what? Let me listen to a few more videos." And I was like, "Everybody can't be lying." Yeah. Like different people from you know all over. And so I I studied for six months, and then I studied to use with YouTube University, mind yeah. you. <laughs> and then and then I took the step into giving it a shot. And when I did, God blessed me with a, you know, word of mouth referral. And then I met a man who owns a number of properties in Chattanooga who had a few that he did not want anywhere. Mm. And and I was able, and he gave, not gave them to me, but he sold them to me for 5000 more than he bought them. Mm. Uh, and I was able to, to flip them to someone else. Uh, so... So, yeah, my my first step would be to to study and some great places to start are Bigger Pockets um, as a podcast and and YouTube. Bigger Pockets, Earn Your Leisure, The Black Real Estate Dialogue, and uh, Gabby, The Real Estate Bay. (laughs) Um, And I'll give you one more, my my current mentor, Candle Lockett. She has a real uh, podcast called Lighting Up Real Estate, and she has classes. She is freaking amazing. So, who is that? uh, Gabby the Real Estate Bay is someone I learned from, but my mentor currently is Candle Lockett.
1: Okay. Do you want us, can we, can we, well, we'll, I was going to say, can we mention Candle Lockett or Uh do you want us to, okay. I was going to say, I'll put that in the chat. How do you spell her name?
2: C-A-N-D-L-E. L-O-C-K-E-T-T
1: oh spell the last name again
2: L-O-C-K-E-T-T
1: oh yeah she loved
2: that
1: (laughs) perfect perfect so yeah I just wanted to put some of those in the chat for those because I'm telling you this y'all lighten it up you lightened it up with this uh (laughs) with with this business I'm telling you that's amazing so thank you we had no idea
2: my pleasure
1: (laughs) love it dropping gems for real so do you have any um what what are some of your um future goals for um integrity real estate Uh,
2: i am currently uh creating a team for wholesaling so uh Excuse me. My cousin uh, came up with the idea. He he asked me to send me some of those videos uh, that I watched to learn. And as he watched them, he was like, "I can't believe you can make this kind of money and and not have any money uh, to start." Yeah. And, she, and and but his mind thought bigger than mine. I was just thinking, "I be I do all the work." Mm-hmm. He said, "We need to create a system." And I was like, "Wait, what?" Uh, and, and that is that is how the collaboration, collaboration is how we keep the money flowing. This way, if I'm sick, if something happens to me, the business doesn't stop. And so now him and a, a sister, uh, I call her Cookie, her name is Allison, first name is Allison. We are uh, working on creating a wholesaling business where uh, she is the acquisition specialist uh, he's the marketing director and I am uh, the deposition specialist. So she acquires the properties. I get them to the cash buyers and and I, I create the strategy. So that's what we're working on right now uh, with that piece of integrity. With the other arm, like I said, I have rental properties. Mm-hmm. When I pull this equity out, now I need someone to manage the properties because I'm gonna go from two to more pretty quickly. I love and it. So that person is gonna be my mom. Uh, she's learning property. Are uh, gonna be learning property management so that she can uh, she can handle those properties for me. Um, so that's wholesaling property management next. And <laughs> sorry, one more piece is going to be fix and flip and Airbnb. Love I it. Just met a uh, just met her yesterday, a young lady named Karen, an um, uh, African American investor in Chattanooga who has two Airbnb's, very successful, and uh, we're talking about doing a fix and flip together. I love it. So that's that's wow. big money quickly <laughs> with the, the yes. fix, and flip, but it is happily taxed. Uh, so there's there's that too, and then you have to figure out what you're going to do with that money. Um, yes my i don't i don't want to just have it just to have it we Mm -hmm. we're investing to to build with our families
1: amen good stuff good stuff (laughs) great stuff oh all right now we're gonna dive into but uh i was gonna say becoming character lord noble character okay Um, before we do it though quick shout out your songwriter believe was on here so just wanted to give him a shout out mr terrell burt <laughs> <laughs> popped in said thank you, so, oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> all right, let's dive into your noble character
2: okay i am uh i am going to choose my I wanted to shout out so many people, but I'm going to choose my mom. <laughs> and uh, my my mom is a woman of noble character for so many reasons. Uh, but the the one that comes to mind immediately is that uh, unfortunately earlier this year she went through a divorce, mm-hmm. and I have never seen someone be so gracious to someone who's so spiteful. Um, she has shown Jesus every step of the way. I'm sure she, she probably wouldn't say she, she has, right. Um, you know, we're our own worst critics, but I've, I've seen her be kind when she could have, you know, really gone in uh, legally and, and otherwise. And, and, um, she still shows up and plays piano for church and, and sings.
0: Uh-oh, did we lose her? Oh, some good stuff. Yes. Oh, oh there sorry.
2: you go. You're back. No, you're good. Right. I got a phone call and it, it messed me up. But uh, okay. yeah, so um, and then all of my life, uh, she has been the sweetest person I've ever known. Uh, she's She's been through so much yet she's the sweetest person in the world um so yeah that's that's my mommy
1: (laughs) can you share your mother's full name or whatever you feel comfortable sharing because we want to formally acknowledge her
2: ah thank you uh cynthia honeysucker
1: all right cynthia honeysucker you are an amazing woman of noble character so shout out to you yay I love it. All right, y'all. I love this. bit. Look, we don't went over, but it was worth every minute. <laughs> second. So we'll we'll close out with our plug. We are on day 29 of Becoming by Crystal Bernard. Uh, been fabulous. So I was going to say real quick, toy do you want to share anything that has jumped out to you regarding um, this week's um, Days in the Devotional?
0: Yeah, I'll say day 27 um, authority that day really stood out to me because it really talks about knowing your position and power in Jesus and how your spiritual authority is not rooted in your college degrees. It's not rooted in your uh, work titles. um, It's not even rooted in your bloodlines. But if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your savior, then that makes you Um, a child of the king and with that, uh, with the authority of Jesus, um, like you can do all things. So that has really um, stood out to me this week. And it kind of ties into Jasmine, what you were saying earlier uh, when you're talking about um, being, being royalty. Yeah, you are makes you royalty. (laughs) (laughs) So that stood out to me this week.
1: I love it. Actually, we we've been in sync, Toy. It seems like every week we're kind of resonating with the same one. But yeah, the spiritual authority really resonated with me as well because I think oftentimes a lot of Christians. Um, Women and men don't always tap into the authority that they have as men and women of God. You know, I think sometimes we can be more passive than we should be regarding our situations and circumstances when God has literally given us the authority to speak to those mountains and to literally command them to move, you know, to speak to our circumstances. And a lot of times I don't think people realize what that looks like or what that means, but it really is taking the word of God, the Promises of God and speaking them over your life with faith, you know, with power, with authority and actually believing that, you know, God gave this to me for a reason and I'm going to stand on it. I'm going to walk in it, you know, by faith. So spiritual authority, I definitely believe is. Um overlooked and for lack of a better word um underrated a lot in the christian community and it's our greatest weapon you know it's one of our greatest weapons so we need to walk in that more especially in this day and age so yes so shout out to that uh if you don't have your book i don't care it's day 29 you can still get it and just read it it's incredible it may even be something you want to read over the holidays if you have a break you know We encourage you again, it's just a 31 day devotional to plug on in, grab it and, you know, see what God wants to do in and through you as you're embarking on that journey. Um, And then also, too, once you have it, um, we'll have one more week of um, people that can uh, DM us a picture of them with their copy of their book. So that we know you have it for a chance to uh win a little gift card that we're gonna bless somebody with on next week okay so in speaking of next week we're gonna have the author herself miss crystal bernard on the show so we're so excited to connect with her learn more about how the becoming devotional came about and talk with her about her own Becoming journey. So we're super excited about that. You do not want to miss that, so.
0: Yes, and before we close out, I did want to shout out Adrienne Pettit. Um, She is a Becoming Eva original fan. I'm gonna call her an original fan. She she just had her first son yesterday, Makari John Pettit and it has been such a journey for her and so yes. i can't wait so she can share her testimony with the becoming eva fans so i just wanted to give her and her family a shout out and let them know that the becoming eva um fans uh will be praying um and we are so thankful for the blessing that god has blessed mm. you all with yes um, amen baby makari Congratulations. I love it. Yes, congratulations. Um, Don't forget to get your merch at becomingevatoday.com. Get your mugs, get your hats, your shirts, uh, whatever. Support us uh, by going to our website and purchasing some items. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Becoming Even Today. We'll see you guys next time with
1: Miss Crystal Bernard. Oh, you know what? We got to put your tag on here, too. You can follow (laughs) me. Well, thank you. Yes. 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 All right, y'all. Have a great one. See you next time. Bye. Bye.
3: An exhausting path, my pace was slow Easier to tear down, you know how it goes Never embraced the turmoil I was shown, I was shown. Hey, moments like show your true friends When you're shook on all sides, pressed by the face wind. there's beauty and purging, pretty. need to pretend. To praise all of you up for life, there is a blessing by going through me some strife. And the only thing that helps me keep my peace, my peace. yes, yeah, is our high priest who understands when we're weak. My life is not my own, he gave it to me alone. And now, until the storm, Long yes, he's on the throne. Taking the, oh, taking the bait. The hardest thing in the trial. Is putting legs to our face. especially with the crowd. is late. The key is where confidence is placed. Amazing work i brought me through, now it's him I can't believe. To praise all of the ups in life. There is a blessing by going through some strife. And the only thing that helps me keep my peace. Yeah, is how I to run that stands with me weak. My life is not my own, he gave it to me no more. And how I'm under the storm home as he's on oh. the throne.
0: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Click subscribe on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast. Check us out at becomingevatoday.com or email us at becomingevatoday.com. See you next time.